Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Uh, good morning. Welcome to another real estate show here on Newstalk A3OWCCU. I see uh, Chris is here. I am. Andy's off. Is he in the woods somewhere, he, I presume? He is in the woods. All right. But so we, I don't think we're going to get a call or else people start shooting at him probably. probably. Please don't go there. Uh, we have, again, always opened up the phone lines and text line for your real estate questions. So if you do happen to have one, by all means, 651-989-9226. And the text number is 81807 for your uh, real estate uh, questions. Now, Chris Rooney's here. Uh, and I'll ask you. I always ask both of you mm-hmm. how the week was in real estate. I know you have a special guest you'll yeah. introduce in a moment. But uh, what was the week like this time? It's 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 different. It's different right now, and I think it's just leading up to the election. Are we Hopefully. are we because of that and the I think fall, so. the change in uh, yeah, seasons and, too? And rates obviously are yeah, what true. the highest in I think like seven years, and um, I think you just you kind of put those things together, and it just. It's one of those things I think people are just waiting. Now, we have had some, had some action, but overall, when you talk to everyone, it's just, I mean, it's, it's slowed down. It's definitely slowed down. So hopefully right. it's coming back. I hope so, too. Yeah. But uh, we brought Kristen Saul with Wings Financial or Wings, uh, the mortgage department. She's the head of business development over there. Uh, her and I just did a seminar the other night. We've been kind of doing a four-part series where we kind of talked about uh, first impressions, so from the outside, and then kind of getting into the inside what to do. Uh, we talked about amenities and additions the other night, and then uh, we're going to wrap it all up on another one. I don't, when does that, when's that last one coming? It's like a Christmas one, isn't it? Christmas? It's on December 13th in Apple Valley at our um, Apple Valley branch. Yeah. Now, you're familiar with Wings? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Wings is, uh, isn't that the largest credit union? It does. Yes. It is. Largest credit union. <laughs> and growing. In Minnesota, right? Correct. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So they do a whole bunch of things. And uh, who, can, who can go to these seminars, these workshops? Actually, anyone. We, okay. we invite anyone. Um, Wings has been promoting it throughout uh, their uh, customer base and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you, you can show up, Danny. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> it's always good to learn more. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so they have some real good things. So what we thought we would do today, though, mm-hmm. was um, kind of catch up 
on all our text messages. We get a lot of them, and, and sometimes we can't get to them. But uh, oh, good. there's some good ones that uh, we should hit on. And then uh, encourage the listeners if oh. they want to text in or call or Let me do that again. Do. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in. Uh, we'll pick up some uh, messages that we didn't get to. But you can uh, send a text 81807 or call us 651-989-9226 with your real estate uh, questions. Okay. I'm going to hit on a couple here. Okay. Uh, we're going to start out with we're going to get Kristen involved right away. Uh, what does my credit score need to be to buy a home? That's kind of a loaded question. It is. Um, at Wings, um, there's certain things that we're looking for. Um, not everything is based, um, when you're getting pre-approved with us, not everything is based on credit score alone. Um, we look at that credit score very strongly. However, we're also looking at other compensating factors. Um, we're looking at um, how many years you have on the job, um, what your debt-to-income ratios are, um, if you've been a current member, how long you've been a current member, and if you're not a member, that's perfectly fine. Um, and then we're also looking at assets, what we have in, in backup. So if we have a borrower that maybe has a little bit lower credit score, but we have five strong compensating factors um, along with that, um, we can take that to our underwriter and see what we can try to do. So to give you an actual score, I don't I don't think that that's um, it's just kind of a gray area. We do look at the full picture. I think some lenders might base everything on credit score, but we do not. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of them that say, hey, if you're not at a certain credit score, I mean, you're done. So it's kind of interesting when you talk about the compensating factors. Um, so longevity at a job, consistency? Correct. How about like down payment? Yep. I mean, if again, if someone is trying to do a 3% down and um, their scores were pretty low, that's going to be kind of tough, but we're going to lower score. We're probably going to require more of a, a down payment. Um, what would you say? Oh, what's a lower score? Oh, Sorry. Another um, loaded question. I know. Jenny wanted to ask um, it, but I did. We need, in order to get private mortgage insurance, we need to be seeing about a, a 680 credit score. So if it's below that, we're going to be definitely looking for uh, more of a down payment because we're not going to be able to secure that private mortgage insurance. Yeah, and we tell everyone, Andy and I talk about it all the time, that if you're not sure, just get in. Yes. Get in early. Earlier is better. I mean, we saw that at the seminar the other night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always start off with, hey, who's going to be moving in the next one to three months? And I think everyone was from at least a year to two years right. out. That was that. And that's perfect. That's, that's perfect because um, even when you're selling, getting a realtor in that house to tell you what kind of things to do that will return you money versus just guessing. Right. You know, I mean, HDTV and all that, you know, Bravo and all that stuff is great, you know, but they're making it perfect. And kitchen remodels are not $4,500 either, no. I'm telling you. When they flip homes, they're not $4,500. And they take longer than 30 minutes to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's amazing. Yeah. Video yeah. editing, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, so it's a big thing to be able to get someone out. We had a story that we had talked about um, where someone wanted to replace all their siding and windows when they didn't have to replace their siding and windows. They had a couple foggy uh, pieces, glass panes, and we had to get those fixed. But we put more money into, like, the home, and we were able to get – uh, a real good return without spending, you know, almost 150000 on windows and siding. Yeah. So. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. You guys get this question all the time as far as a uh, home's value, uh, assessed value. How, how do you explain it to homeowners with the, the, yeah. the difference? Yeah, I think the question was saying, you know, there's, there's appraised value, there's market value, and there's assessed value. Uh, assessed value... Uh, you want that as low as you can because your taxes are going to be based on that. Now, some people try to use that against you when it comes to negotiating, you know, and saying, "Hey, it's only at three fifty, and you're trying to get four eighty. 
But that's that's the assessed value. And sometimes that lags behind from the like how long you've lived in that house. It hasn't quite caught up. So maybe when you purchase it for four hundred eighty, that tax thing is going to change. Uh, market value is what a buyer's willing to pay and what a seller's willing to sell it for. Then appraised value is the lender justifying that it is worth what you paid for it. What's the most, and you guys have talked about this from time to time, uh, if somebody signs up, they want to sell their home, they hire you to do it, uh, and they say, I think my home is worth one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. and, and is, is that the toughest is to saying, well, no, you're not right? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's gotten a lot better. I'll tell you that with all the Just online valuation. People are uh, seeing. Yeah. And, the, you know, they always want it to be worth more and they always think their home is probably uh, better than the, the other one. And you just got to be honest with them and tell them the way it is. But uh, it's with all the, you know, the Zillows and the Trulias and Realtor.coms, they all have these valuation things. And so it kind of gets them in that light. I mean, I'll tell you what, I've been seeing people now that are thinking it's worth less than really what it's worth. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a change. Yeah, I know. So it's... Uh, Kind of nice. I mean, it was tough in that 2008 to 2013, you know, giving them the news that uh, what they were going to get for it. But a lot of people that are getting ready uh, to, uh, you know, sell a house, they're out looking at other houses. We get a lot of people that are checking it out and saying, hey, what's this worth? And they, so they kind of get a real good feeling for it. Do you ever get pushback much on uh, having open houses for a client? Yeah, some people do not want them. You know, they don't think they're what is worth your, it. What is your feeling about them? We, we believe in them, and uh, we believe in them to sell that house. You know, some people uh, think that realtors do them so they can get clients. You know, they come in and say, oh, you don't like this house? Okay, we'll go get you another one, uh-huh. you know. But I, I think it's it's good. And where we have pushback is typically in the luxury market, and, uh, you know, because there's a lot of people that just want to go see an expensive home. But to me, on the other hand, is that there's there's buyers out there that can afford that home, that won't go call a realtor and say, hey, realtor, um, I'm just thinking I want to go look at this $2 million house. I mean, because that realtor will jump them. Sure. So if we have a, if we have a, a open house, they can come in and, you know, and f- just check it out. And then they can contact a realtor or talk to the realtor that's there. Yeah, so. makes sense. Tell you what, let's do this. We need to take a break, but we have more real estate show to come. If you have a question, by all means, call it in or text it in our phone number. And there is a line open, 651-989-9226. Or send a text if that's easier, and then we'll get to them. We have more to come, too. Uh, that text number, by the way, 81807. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of the Real Estate Show. We're around uh, every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour, always welcoming your phone calls and text messages related to real estate, 651-989-9226. And text number is 81807. Uh, Andy's taking the day off today, but Chris is here with special guest. Um, where does Zillow, Texter says, get their information to estimate a value? Yeah. I mean, first of all, if you look on Zillow, it, way down at the bottom, it gives you kind of a, a fudge factor. And I think it's like 14%. At least that's a number Andy always uses. But uh-huh. I mean, so they, 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 it can be off, okay? Um, and it's kind of nice when it's off, when it's high, because then people say, well, geez, on Zillow, it's that's it, it, you know, it's it's more, so it feels good. But if it's lower on Zillow, then all of a sudden people start saying, oh, geez, you know, Zillow is this. But they get it from all the data that's out there. I mean, uh, they get all, I mean, there's public information on what things sold for. And then they use assessed values. And sometimes when you'll see is areas that might don't sell as much, that data is going to be off. And then the areas that, I mean, a lot of stuff sells, you can kind of get pretty close. But, okay. you know, sometimes Zillow doesn't know that you finished your basement. So... 
Thanks for the text. That number again is 81807. Is there another one here? Oh, here's one. Um, what can be a large equity booster? Okay. What's up, Chaz and Robbinsdale? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, equity booster. I mean, I think uh, a kitchen is, is huge. I mean, uh, new flooring, paint, clean. Clean, 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 and declutter. I'll tell you what, that, those have been – actually, declutters become my number one because at least people can maybe see that there's an opportunity there, you know, to be able to go. And cleaning, and I mean, when I say cleaning, I'm talking deep cleaning. Make sure that it's clean because then people can say, hey, I can just paint that woodwork, you know. But at every level you go, you'll end up getting more buyers. So there's less buyers that can't see past that stuff. Um, but we talked – I mean, this is one of the things we talked about the other night on Thursday – um, getting, you know, those things. A lot of people, the problem is they don't have the money to do it, you know. And so we talked a couple of things, different ways in which to be able to get that money, Krista. Correct. So um, if that um, potential seller actually has a lot of equity in their home and they're looking at doing a big project, um, whether it's $50,000, $100,000, and they've got that good equity in their home, we can actually do a cash-out refinance. And what that means is simply paying off their existing first mortgage taking out the cash that they need to cover their closing costs, and that would be their cash out to go ahead and do those improvements. And hopefully, I don't know what you guys say the return on investment is for a kitchen, but usually uh, very favorable. Yeah, depending on where you're at, you know, um, from uh, a price point and what area you're in. But I think what's interesting about that whole cash out refinance thing is that let's just say I, I owe 200 my house is worth 300 I cash out refinance at two hundred and thirty thousand because I got then I got thirty thousand dollars to be able to work with. Mm-hmm. Of that thirty thousand, you know, my old payment was two at uh, two hundred. Maybe this at two thirty, I could do uh, a loan that's maybe a five year loan type yeah. thing, and my payment might be less than what it was at the two hundred thousand. So I'm using that free money, and that thirty thousand might make you sixty thousand. Correct, and and, and we would definitely recommend you to do like our five one arm, knowing that. You know, it's going to be a short-term loan. Take advantage of that extremely low interest rate and see the savings on it and in turn be able to do the improvements that you want to. Now, how long does a borrower need to hold on to that mortgage? I mean, can they turn around and sell it like the next week? There's no time frame. There's no time frame Um, with Wings. So other mortgage companies there is. There's typically kind of a buyback thing, but you guys... I mean, we'd have to get it on the books first and then... But no, there's there's no time frame. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So, okay, what else do we got? Do I have to go to my other? Do we do we get all those? Oh, we don't. This is on uh, reverse mortgages. You know, and yeah. we just don't. That's not something that that we do or that, that Wings does either. So, I mean, that's. Uh, I'll tell you what, our our buddies over at Cambria Mortgage take do that. I mean, you ever want to talk to someone? Uh, Jeff Flannery over at Cambria Mortgage okay. does. Uh, those uh, that's where the text was sent yeah. in about a, 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 a reverse mortgage, reverse which is mortgage. like it's. I mean, it's a it's an interesting way to go. It's it's kind of confusing. He makes it really sound like it's super easy, but uh, basically, people don't want to leave their house, and this is a way in which to be able to get paid money, you know, to actually live in your house, and they're basically taking it out of the equity. But I can't uh, go to that specific sure. example. So, um, you know, we were just talking about you know there was no payoff and difference. What is the difference between like a credit union? in a mortgage company or a bank? I think a big difference. Um, I guess, I mean, I've been at Wings for 17 years, and so I pretty much live and breathe our mortgages. But, um, And I think every lender is looking to give the best rates that they can. But being a credit union and with our 
deposits and our our large membership, we're able to offer, um, I think, very, very competitive interest rates. Um, We can offer lower closing costs, like our loan origination fee is a flat fee of $950 up to whatever loan amount, Um, so if it's a jumbo loan. So that alone can save people a lot of money. Um, We also really take pride in the service that we give from that origination um, time frame through the closing and then also beyond that closing into um, after it when we're servicing that mortgage. And that's another plus for us is that we service all mortgages um, that we provide. So So all the payments are made through WIMS. Correct. And if you have questions on your mortgage, um, you know, your payments, things like that, you call in and you actually get a physical body or you can come in and talk to someone as well. So um, we really, really just do our best to to offer the best rates, programs, products, things like that, and uh, love that. All right. I tell you what, we need to take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show. If you happen to have a real estate type of question, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. And again, the text number is 81807. Andy's taking the day off today, but Chris Rooney is in studio with uh, Kristen, and we're going to have more uh, uh, questions to answer that we didn't get to yet. Yeah, well, well, or let's why don't we take one of these? Let's, what's this one? If you die and your spouse is not on the mortgage, can the bank evict you, or if you continue to make the payments, are they happy to leave the mortgage alone? Okay, so being on a mortgage and being on the title are, are two different things. Correct. Okay. Correct. So if you're if, – if I think this is saying – so the person who dies has the mortgage in their name, and let's just say the other spouse is surviving. Can they keep making their payments and we won't have a problem? We see that a lot. And, I mean, how are we going to know that someone has passed away unless they bring it to our attention? So um, there have been situations where uh, maybe uh, – a son or someone else might come in and, and want to purchase the home and they just do that and get everything um, under wraps with that. But we've had scenarios like that. Um, a lot of the times, though, we do see that most um, husband and wife are both on the mortgage, both in title, and we don't see that actually quite often. And it depends how you hold title, too, because there's joint tenancy and tenants, tenants in common. In common. Mm-hmm. So if it's joint tenancy, it just goes to that surviving spouse. Correct. And the bank doesn't know it anyway. So Correct. We're all good. We should be all good, but... What else? Uh, 81807, by the way, the text seemed to be the popular way of getting in here. 81807. So my big thing, uh, my number two thing was cleaning. And so I think people are asking, are there cleaning services that clean to the level you recommend for a home sale? Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I tell people too, when they're going to get their house ready, it, almost every circumstance, I said, take a week off of work. Take a week because I'm telling you, it will pay you back. Uh, you know, two or threefold if you really clean it up and, and do it right because a lot of people don't do that. And people don't look at just one house. They're looking at multiple houses and they're seeing how people are taking care of that and what's the scare of a house that's, you know, a little older, that it hasn't been taken care of and what's under those walls and what's hiding, you know. And if people can get past that and say, oh, my gosh, look at these. These people have kept up these updates and look at how clean it is now. I mean, now it's now it's tried, tested versus a new construction, geez, you never know what's going to happen to that. That could fall down. You know, so people have uh, just think about things differently. And if you can get that out of their mind, it just works a lot better. So cleaning services, there's there's definitely out there. Um, 
you know, but like I said, you take a week off of work and, uh, and, and do it right. Because what happens is with those cleaning services, you got you got to pack up a lot of stuff too, you know, and, and get it stored away or get it off the premises. And they don't know how to do that, you know, or don't know. We've what talked about choose. that, uh, especially what you mentioned earlier this hour about decluttering. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to remove some of the furniture so you can kind of walk in the hallway and things. You've seen that a lot. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you, I think it's it's, it's really the biggest thing is, is making that house as big as you possibly can because, you know, depending on what price range you're at, I mean, people are worried about if they're going to outgrow that house and they have to go buy another one. And if you have a bunch of stuff in there, you know, and make them start thinking. So a, a great example is maybe you have a three-bedroom, one-bath rambler with a lower level, one-bedroom downstairs and kind of a family room. Okay, and you've got three kids, and so every kid um, has their bedroom. So what don't you have? You don't have an office, you know. So people usually typically have that office maybe in their dining room, or maybe it's in the family room downstairs. And when you do that, then they start thinking that, oh my gosh, there's no office in here. And even if one of those rooms was staged as an office versus a bedroom, it makes them think that they could have an office there, or get rid of that desk and don't even make them think about that. Because if they have, you know, two kids, they say, oh, we can always have the office down here. But what's another thing people usually have? People over. And so then it becomes a guest room. So there's a lot of those little tricky little things that you do, um, you know, to make your house show better and at least appear better. And it's not like you're tricking people, but you're just not making them think about maybe the negative parts of that. Always focus on the positives and try to justify the challenges. So Plus, there's a little bit of competition out there. A low, yeah. low inventory, a lot of competition. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and I, I just think, you know, like right now, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a little tight. Yeah. But, you know, anything you can do to be able to make your house look better, I mean, because people are still buying. I mean, it's happening, and, and I think it's really going to start happening next week. That's just my opinion. Good. <laughs> okay. So another text question, uh, and this is, you hear this one a lot, sell first, then buy, or buy contingent on selling? So um, selling first, then buying, obviously, uh, you might not find what you want. You know, so you sold your house and you got to close in two months and you can't find it. And now you have to kind of get some alternative living arrangements, um, which that kind of sometimes can be kind of a pain. Now, if you buy contingent, some sellers won't accept that, you know. But there's ways in which to probably get qualified without selling your home. You know, and then maybe you can kind of um, push that closing date out a little bit to hopefully get your home sold. And you guys, I mean, when qualifying someone that already has a home, what are you doing with that person? Well, again, we have to look at that that full picture. We have to see um, truly what are their debt to income ratios. Um, I mean, we do have we have had a handful of scenarios where um, members are. Um, they don't want to sell because they're scared. They don't know if they're going to find that house that um, is going to fit their that fit the bill for their family. So they do try to go non-contingent. And, but again, you know, ratios have to line up for that. Um, or we might have some that can easily do it. And we would, you know, whether they want to do like a 10% down um, just to get into the home. One thing that's great with wings is that if they do that, if they go ahead and buy a new home without their current home being sold, then they go ahead and sell that existing home and they have a lot of equity that they want to do. Um, or that they have, they can go ahead and plunk that down on the new mortgage and do a one-time principal reduction, and we don't charge a fee for that. So That's really nice because um, that's usually their problem. Right. You know, they have all this equity, but they can't really use it, and then they want it to buy down that mortgage on the other side, but it doesn't cost anything. No, no. That's, that's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> you know, another thing that 
I think right now could be a good thing for people. If someone's sitting in that six to $800,000 range and looking to hey, move up, but they're having a hard time selling their house right now, there might be opportunities to be able to go to that 1.2 to 1.5 house and get them to purchase the six to 800 house, you know, and especially if it's not maybe being lived in because it's just like, hey, I'm just all I'm doing, I'm selling my 1.2 and I'm just going to take that six to 800 risk instead of having the 1.2 to 1.5 risk. So that's something to kind of think about. Um, and uh, maybe if, if you're having a hard time selling your house, Get get your realtor to be able to call up those people that have those listings and just mm-hmm. say, hey, is this possible? It might not be the perfect scenario for you, but I'll tell you what. There's some buys out there in that 1, 2 to 1, 5 range that you couldn't have built for 2 to $3 million. You know, so, so real good opportunities and then maybe get into them and then kind of put it to what, you know, maybe your exact standards are. And uh, you, you got a, a fantastic deal. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or if it's easier, send your real estate questions via text, and that number again is eight one eight zero seven. We're picking up on a few old text messages that uh, that we've compiled. You bet. How does a rent to own work? That's a good one. That was a that was a big one we did when uh, the market was going crazy, where people wanted to kind of get in on the buy, you know, but they couldn't they couldn't qualify. Um, we're starting to see a little of that now. We just did. We actually just did a deal um, that is kind of a kind of a rent to own situation. But basically, we put a purchase agreement together uh, that this person's going to close in December of 2019. Okay, they have a move in agreement. That move in agreement is essentially a lease, so they have to put down down payment money. It's non refundable money. That goes towards the closing that happens in December of 2019. But it's a way for them to be able to get in because they have some credit issues that they need to be able to kind of take care of. And so um, that's another way. I mean, from a financing perspective, you run into things that maybe they had a late payment or something on something and you can't get them in for six months. Talk a little bit about that, Kristen, if you want. Well, credit issues are... It doesn't take much to bring your credit score down, but it takes a little bit longer to get that score to rise again. And so working through those credit scores, I think, are, are very important. But like you said, it's, it's really a timing um, factor. Um, or if there's you know a handful of small things out there, um, we can our loan officers can definitely guide you on what you need to do to uh, take care of those issues um, so you can go ahead and rebound those credit scores. We had another one that was like that, and it was an estate that hadn't been settled yet. They knew the money was coming, but they couldn't close on it because it got delayed. And it was like six months later, we did the same exact thing. So we had that was a down payment money. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait for that, and then it and it worked out fantastic. Great. So and basically, we just put together the mortgage that they would have had anyways if they would have closed, you know, mm-hmm. and to be able to do it. So there's there's ways to get through this market uh, if you're. If you're open to it, you know, some people can't do that. So I have to be able to sell my house and get all the money out of it. You know, I can't wait till December of 2019 in which to be able to do that. But, I mean, that that comes with the planning part. I mean, that's something that your consultants or mortgage people go over with people and let them know that, hey, here's what we can do. But there's always these options of grabbing your equity out of your house to be able to move to the next one. Right. And I I think, too, um, there's never – you know, there's never a bad time. I mean, even if you're looking a year out, start talking to someone, start getting your plan um, in action, and then you know that you have someone there to help you when that time comes. Tell you what, let's take a break. We have more show to come. If, again, you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in, 651 
989-9226. Text number is 81807. 40 degrees. We'll be right back. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. We are around every Saturday, 10 o'clock hour here on CCO. And he's taking the day off today. Chris Rooney is here. We have texts. We have callers. Well, you want to grab that text there? Yeah, and Kristen Saul with uh, Wings, the mortgage financing part of it uh, in the business development is here too. If I find a house I like and I buy it on a contingency until I sell mine, does the party that owns the house I bought have to save it for me until I sell my house or can they keep it on the market? Well, first of all, everything's uh, negotiable, but typically what happens is that you buy it contingent and then the seller accepts it. They can keep their house on the market. They can do whatever they want at that point. But they typically have two to three days that if they do accept another offer, they got to come back to you and say, hey, I've got another offer. I'm going to push the contingency. And it's you know two days or three days that you have to be able to make a decision. And typically, I mean, how it's written in the contract is that you have to give them a purchase agreement free and clear of all contingencies other than financing on your home for them to have to accept your property. So uh, now that's the way it normally goes. And you can negotiate that and say, you know what, I'm going to buy your house, Kristen. You know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sell mine. But you have to take your house off the market right now. And if I don't sell in 60 days, then maybe we can talk about it. So that does happen. All right. Let's go to the phones. Lee in Brooklyn Park uh, is calling in. Lee, what is your question? Hello, Lee. Hi, Lee. Lee's listening to something else, I think, right now. Dave is calling from Eldenville, Wisconsin. Hi, Dave. Yes, hi. My question was, I currently have a house mortgage. I was wondering if I could sell my cabin up in Siren and not pay a capital gains tax to pay off my mortgage. Well, tax question. Yeah, it's a it's a tax question, but if you don't if if it's if it's not your homestead, you're uh unless you know something I don't, you're gonna have to pay taxes on that. Um but you have to talk to an accountant because, Danny, what can't we do? You can't give tax or legal advice. Exactly. By law. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just talking about my cabin. If I sold it, I'd have to. Yeah, you're generally speaking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Pat in Stillwater. Pat, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi. Um, I just wanted to know if you're going to sell your house and the uh, buyer uh, uh, gives you your asking price, is it wise to help them with their down payment when they need it? Well, um, obviously, that uh, if you get if you list it at full price and get that full price, I mean, helping them with a down payment is you you can't do that. You could probably pay them their their closing costs, you know, unless it's a relative. Can't you do like a gift equity or something? No? I guess we don't really see that you from a seller to a to buyer very often. Yeah, but there's there's sometimes you can do gift equity, but very rare that uh, a seller helps a buyer with their. Uh, down payment, but sometimes, I mean, it happens a lot where they pay for their closing costs. Yes, we see that a lot. Yep. Okay, so what does this one say? Oh boy. Okay, uh, quick question. If I bought a home 20 years ago in Edina for 200000 what is considered a good investment, a good return on the investment if I go to sell it? Everyone I've asked can't give me an answer. I just want to know what is considered a good profit on a home purchased 20 years ago. Well, I'll tell you what, if you purchased a home, uh, the value has been appraised at over 540000 Okay, that doesn't surprise me. If you purchase a home 20 years ago in Edina for 200000 if it's not 540000 I'd be stunned. Um, and that's a very good return. I've got uh, – I have people that – well, I, I sold a house that in 2001 
they purchased uh, and built it uh, for almost one point six million and sold it for seven hundred and thirty thousand. Mm. You know, so, so I mean, just breaking even is a good return, and I think I mean that that's an astronomical return, and I, I think fantastic. But I don't I don't know. I mean, three to five percent a year if you figure that out over over twenty years. And but we had a we had a nice little break. You know, that stopped us basically for about six years of appreciation went down and we had to kind of get back. So that's I think that's fantastic. Okay, one more. We have a second mortgage, uh, 90000 with a loan servicer and we'd like to move it to a credit unit. Can we negotiate a lower buyout uh, to the loan servicer, meaning they want to pay off the old company and, and pay them less? They would not go lower than 10%. Is this worth contacting a lawyer to lower the price? I mean, that's not your that's not your answer. I mean, that's whoever's servicing it right now. Correct. Can take that. Normally, when we're going to pay off a second mortgage and create a new first mortgage for you, we're ordering a payoff to get that balance, and that's what we in turn pay to release you from that lien. And now you have a new lien with Wings. So, if you're going to try to negotiate something with that servicer, that would tr- truly between be between the two of you. And I'll tell you, sometimes when this happens, is that servicer sometimes can be, I mean, a private person. And sometimes we call that a contract for deed. And so they, they might be sitting out there and they're, they're holding all this paper and they're like, you know what? I just want my money out of it. You know, pay me off and I'll, I'll drop it 10%. So they'll say, hey, it's $90,000. I'll give you, you 81000 or, or I'll take 81000 if you pay it off. And then that's where they'd come to you. That servicer or person would say, hey, the payoff's 81000 right. Then you'd pay that off. But that's if, yeah, again, if that servicer definitely wants to go ahead and, and lessen that. And contract for deed is probably the, the most popular way that you would see that. Okay, there's another one. Does Wings give mortgages for a rental home for our daughter and grandchildren to live in? Is that a second home or a rental home? That is considered um, an investment property, and unfortunately, we do not do any rental homes or investment properties. Um, we will definitely do a primary residence and a secondary home, um, but again, that secondary home has to be 50 miles away from your primary residence. But if someone else is going to be living in it um, and it's not truly your home that you're purchasing, um, that puts it into a little different category for us. Well, we don't have much time left, do we? No, but I tell you what, I think uh, we have time for maybe one more phone call. John and Harris is on the line. John, what's your question, please? Uh, yes, I have a question about flood insurance, and um, I'm not looking to sell my house anytime soon, but uh, I live in an area that was designated by FEMA as a flood zone, uh, Lacrucian flooding. So there's a lake nearby that would have to flood into a nearby pond that would flood into a near, another nearby pond, which would flood my house. So. I feel the chances of it are slim to none, but nonetheless, FEMA said I'm in a flood zone, and so I had to carry flood insurance if I carried a mortgage. I paid off my house, but I'm concerned about how aggressive I should be to either challenge the designation or, uh, you know, what I should do about the fact that in the future, and I'm talking long term, like maybe 10 years, I'd be wanting to sell my house. And Yep. Yeah, John, they just redid all the maps. And so I'm, I'm getting this question a lot. And uh, it's worth fighting uh, to go over it. I, I sold one house that we had to, they switched the map and we had to get flood insurance because we had to close on it. And it was 80 feet above the floodplain, but it was in their circle, you know, and so we, we were able to fight that. And you typically go through um, the county or the city or township that you're in to do that, and then they sign off on it. A friend of mine just had that happen, uh, told me a couple of weeks ago up in north. north. Uh, oh, no, really? no, up in northern Minnesota. And yeah. with the, the, the map drawn and, and the guy said, no, you're not in a floodplain. Yeah. 
Because uh, flood insurance is one of those things that it's a little red flag when it pops up when you're selling your house. So it's better if you can get rid of it. That's fantastic. We have about 60 seconds uh, to go on the show, and maybe we can find out how to get in touch with you guys. How about you, Kristen, and your group over there? Well, if you are interested in talking to a loan officer about a mortgage, you can um, visit it at visit us at our new location um, on Glacier Avenue, or you're able to fill out a mortgage application online, um, wingsfinancial.com, um, or really any, any way. We, we can do things over the phone. We can uh, meet you in person, or you can fill things out online. So we would be happy to help assist. You can also go to Facebook on our website. We can uh, certainly hook you up uh, with them as well. Um, How do we Pras- get in touch with you? Prasky.com. Uh-huh. We've got to give him something. Sure we yep. do. And then uh, chrisrooney.com. Uh, for me. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thanks very much. We'll uh, be back with more real estate next week, one week from today, here on News Talk A3OWCCO. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.